Matthew Edgeworth here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Wednesday, April 19th, day three of the 2023 NHL playoffs. Uh, before we even get into anything here, I mean, Moretto, floor's yours. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got for me? What, let's hear it. <laughs> How are you feeling, buddy? How are you feeling after last night? That's what I got to know. Waving the white flag, flip it the other way since no lease forever. It's just the white flag. And done, man. I'm done. That's where I'm at. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel bad, you know, just going through Twitter. No, you I... don't. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, no. <laughs> the, uh, the, the whole West McCauley costing you guys the game thing. And, you know, now that's like, uh, it's, it's such a nice, uh, Thing you guys have to lean on i'm really happy for for leafs nation because if there's anything that this team needs it's a it's an excuse you know another free pass for this team the lack of accountability that's been going on for the last seven years we just have like a bit more to feed into that right now like mm-hmm. west mccauley was objectively speaking awful last night the rest were brutal um they were some very like bad calls and some very questionable calls uh i think you have every right to be upset if you're a leafs fan about some of the calls that happened in that second period but also um like, does that mean the team gets a free pass for, you know, a huge game after, like, all these Game 7 losses? Massive series for them. Coming out, Game 1 at home, you're down 3 nothing at the end of the first period with, like, no questionable calls in that first period. There was nothing suspect there. And, like, yeah. so what excuses that start? Um, Keith just, like, basically sitting there picking his nose on the bench, getting out coach right from the opening puck drop. Uh, it was, Wow. Wow, that was like as as bad of a game one as you could possibly draw up if you're the Leafs. Because like, not only is like okay, our worst fears about Keith Cooper are realized. Um, you know, the bunting suspension might actually help because you know I don't know what what the uh, deal is with that guy, but he's uh, geez, he's he's a problem. Um, and then uh, and then you have the Samsonov like playing brutal and now it's like well Keith's got a decision to make and now Keith's got more lineup decisions to make and like the last thing you want is Keith making more decisions for this team because every time he makes a decision it directly hurts the team's chances of winning so like you're putting more stuff in Keith's hand I don't know it's just like this was about as bad as it could have been for the Leafs yeah yeah and and not only that I mean you you poke the bear in this point you know you've woken up uh the the giant that is the Tampa Bay Lightning which I uh, you know it's it's interesting I didn't think this was going to be one of the teams going into the playoffs to turn things up uh, an extra level the way that they had played the last three, four weeks. So, you know, I've been saying, oh, well, you know, this, this is Toronto's chance. Not so much because I like Toronto, you know, more than I have in previous postseasons, which I can do slightly. But I just thought this was a Tampa Bay team that was finally weakened enough to where somebody could take them down. And it just seemed it would be kind of cathartic that, you know, come from the Toronto Maple Leafs. But like you said, they'll have that 20 minutes be the start of your series at home and you go to go back in the locker room down three, nothing. I mean, that, now you've, you've woken the giant and now, now that there's an actual series on your hands and that kind of seems troublesome when you mentioned, you know, the huge coaching edge for Tampa Bay. And of course we know the huge goaltending edge now if Vasilevsky is uh, back into his form. Yeah. Look, I mean, <laughs> if you go online, I'm, I know you're going to see what Moretto is talking about. I want to make it clear to everyone watching right now. I do not blame the Leafs for what ha- uh, the rest for what happened. Last night. <laughs> you don't blame the Leafs either, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't bring the it's rest. Just subconsciously planned in your head. <laughs> that was all on the Leafs. Everything that happened, 
I do think that the ref, refs, like McCauley was terrible last night. That's not why they lost. It's not why they lost. So for Leafs fans to go online and have all the, what what are they calling it in Toronto right now? Hopium? That's what they're calling it? Hopium? <laughs> have all the hopium and saying, oh, well, the refs, the refs, whatever. No, that's not what it is. And then for me, I'll just, we're not going to obviously spend all the time talking about the Leafs here today, but just the last thing from my perspective is like, as a Leafs fan and as someone who watches us the entire time, I kept ta- telling Moretto, and we talked about it numerous times ahead of this series, that the biggest concern for me above all else was Sheldon Keefe behind the bench. And, like, yesterday going into the game, the lineups that he put forth and then the way that he managed the lines was outright embarrassing. Like, that was pathetic. At the end of the day, you are a worse coach than John Cooper. I don't care what you tell yourself. You are not as good as John Cooper. You are not as smart and savvy as him in any situation. So don't try to go toe-to-toe with him. And it's like he overcoached the situation, put together lineups that were going to cause problems, and then put himself in what we quite literally talked about on the Monday Night Stream uh, on the Hammer HQ with Leboff in terms of this is what would be the worst case scenario for the Leafs in game one. Every single box that we talked about was yeah. checked coming out of that. And at the end of the day, the biggest question mark and the biggest problem with it comes down to a lot of what has to happen going forward is Sheldon Keith making decisions. Obviously, the players have to show up and play. That's a big piece of this, clearly. But like, it starts with the guy who's going to set the lineup and send messages to the media and... Uh, He's horrible at it. He he's outright terrible at it. So, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys have to say about that? I just want to make a small comment on this comment uh, from the chat. It's not one game. That's the thing. Like, it's not one game. It's, it's like <laughs> it's it's just like such a long. Like, I, I don't know how we're like still having this narrative. Like, well, don't overreact to one game. I mean, yeah, sure, you lose. You know, seven three, you lose two one. Doesn't really matter. It's it's game one of the series. But like, this is all the same habits that we saw for the last yeah. seven years as to why this team is constantly losing in round one and all the same winning habits from Tampa, all the same, you know, gamesmanship from Cooper and like everything that this team does well when they need to and when they turn it up and all the things the Leafs do poorly when it you know comes to crunch time. Like it's not one game. It is just confirmation that this maybe is the exact same team and the, you know, the deep seated problems with this organization and with this team still apply here. And I don't know how you can like have confidence in betting on that because what is like I mean, the key issues, like with the lineup issues, um, you know, all, like all this stuff that you're kind of worried about this team doing. And now, you know, you obviously have like the goaltending controversy and all this other layers on top of it all. But like when it comes down to it, like this is the same thing we've seen so many times. So like, it's not one game. It is absolutely not one yeah. game. Yeah. And, and for me looking at, you know, certain series, I like to take it in a kind of storyboard form is what I call it. And just look at everything period by period. If Toronto comes out of that first period and wins, you know, you know, they're up two nothing or two one, and then they eventually lose that game. That's not too bad. You know, okay. It was a competitive back and forth battle and they happen to drop game one against a really good team, but that wasn't the case. Just getting completely no showed in the first 20 minutes. And then still having to fight back, but then putting yourself behind the eight ball and all the different bad calls and stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely not just one game. It, it, that felt like two losses. That's uh, that's what. One. Yeah, that's what that's what does it for me. It's the it's the no show in the first period. It's like yeah. game seven loss after game seven loss, series loss after series loss. Like this is like you know, hey, Matthew says they have a right to be confident. You know, they're coming to this series confident. And they have a right to be fair enough. They had an incredible season. 
you know, maybe a better team than Tampa top to bottom, depending on, you know, your thoughts on that. Um, but like you come out and lay an egg in game one at home after all that, like that is just like, oh, that's just so hard to swallow that. It's just, yeah, it's like this is the yeah. same team that the same problems still apply. Um, oh, man, it's that's rough. And then like really? the worst part is like now you can <laughs> – I don't feel like we've had the same conversation over and over again. Um, and the worst thing is, like, Leafs played a brutal game, right? So, like, okay, it's fine. They're going to probably play better next game. They're going to probably play better at many points throughout this series. Um, but, like, they played a bad game, lost. There's a strong chance they come out, you know, tomorrow night, play a very good game. Vasilevsky makes 45 saves now, and you're down 2 nothing. Even though, you know, you play your good game, and now Vasilevsky steals his game. So, like, you lost a game without Vasilevsky really having to steal anything. You know that's coming at one point. So like, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a warning flags here, in my opinion. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna take this and uh, thank you, Insight, for picking me up here this morning. Wake up! It's the best thing that could have happened. You know They've what? had wake up calls for this. seven straight no, no, years. No, no, Moretto, Moretto, no, 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 no. Wake up call. Best thing that could have happened. Yeah, right? fair yeah that's enough. what it was. Wake fair up, enough. wake up, wake up call. Um. <laughs> there you go and so this is the yeah the so one that, that big difference they that makes a difference so mo mojo this season that concerns me. that, that concerns me <laughs> <laughs> um any other games from last night that stood out to you guys that you kind of wanted to recap some anything that happened uh happened last night anything surprising anything like that before we get into today's games i, I was delighted to see two goals early in that range of double game with that that it's a, yeah. a big a big bet of mine that first period over yeah yes, that's I, what uh, I tweet about yeah yeah i uh I think the Vegas game was Vegas looked really bad. Um, oh, yeah. Winnipeg, like you, you know, I was on Winnipeg, and then Ehlers is announced out. I make some stupid decisions and try and get out of that play, and I do. Uh, and Vegas ends up laying an egg anyway. So, like that was that was concerning. Um, and then from the Devils Rangers game, yeah, I think that I talked about this on the series our series preview for that. Like Devils team just doesn't seem like a team that's going to have success in the playoffs, and I think that kind of the difference between these two, you know, the way these two teams play kind of showed last night, a lot of like kept to the perimeter. The devils couldn't really get anything going. Um, it was, it was ugly. There was some, definitely some, uh, some concerns there uh, in terms of uh, how they might fare the rest of the series. And yeah, but that Vegas game, I was actually watching it on a live betcast, And at one point I I'm watching it on cable, but it looked as if like my stream had gone into half speed on this yeah. Vegas rush in the third period. It's like, no, they were just skating that slow. Like, how, how did they look that gassed already in the third period of, of game one? Yeah, that's, a, that's a bad sign. And, and once again, it's another team where you don't want to poke the bear because Hellebuck gets in the form uh, and starts playing, like, at his elite level. That series yeah. might actually be over quicker than most people think. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. You figure, like, you know, if the Jets are going to win this series, it's going to be because Hellebuck probably has a fantastic series. Like, they won last night with Hellebuck not even being tested. Which yeah, is exactly. Like not, not something yeah. I would have expected at all. So you give him a half a game to just basically kind of rest for most of it, and and yeah. now he can be yeah, focused and ready for game two. Yeah, yeah. Something to look out um, for. <laughs> Jeremy Con here saying Leafs need more Red Bull. I think uh, Vegas needed some more Red Bull there as well last <laughs> night, but. Um, all right, we'll get into tonight's games, give out best bets, and I just want to remind people, if you do want to track the picks given out through the course of the playoffs, through the course of the season here, you can do so on the Bet Stamp app where you can find us in the Find Better section. A little bit of a rough day for us there yesterday. Uh, McKinnon overshots on goal wins, but the over in that game loses. You get Winnipeg money line wins, under six in Leafs game. You lose by uh, 
I'm just going to use <laughs> by the hook and the Hughes overshots and then Devil's money line there loses as well. So a little bit of a tough day, but it is what it is. It's all there for transparency purposes, all third-party verified for you. You can do that on the BetStamp app, but you should always make sure that you're getting be the best price on everything uh, that you bet. And we feel like the easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Make sure to download the app today. You can find it in iOS, Android, as well as on the web. And if you are looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework. You can also find that in the, that link in the description of this video here. So if you do want to sign up for a new sportsbook, click on that. If you sign up through this page, it helps support the show. So we appreciate all the support. Make sure if you're watching as well, hit subscribe, hit like on this stream. But let's get into the games here tonight. And I'm curious kind of how you guys are going to um, look at this one going. My bad. <laughs> Press the wrong button. <laughs> Especially here, as I saw in the chat, I mean, Insight brought up uh, the Lipsman split. Uh, he was brought it up the other day in the show, and we talked about it this morning with Moretto here. 4-0 last night for not only underdogs, but all road teams. You're looking at, so far, 6-2 and two for road teams through the first eight games of the playoffs. And I'm, I'm curious, as we break these games down, how much that'll play a factor into things that are going on. But we'll start here with the Canes-Islanders game. Carolina up one nothing in this series and win the first game 2-1. to one. Looking at the odds right now, Islanders plus 151 on the road at Carolina for this game too. Um, Moretto, looking at this one, kind of, do you have any general thoughts on on how this might play out? Uh, Isles' ability to respond, and then where the market's set at right now? Yeah, I mean, this is like there's like kind of like this reaction now that Carolina is like going to just you know win this series so easily after that game one. Um, I thought there were a lot of positive signs from the Islanders. Like they gave up very little at five on five. They, their power play actually looked a little bit better, even though they didn't score. They had some huge chances that they just couldn't quite bury. Um, and then Carolina scores both their goals on the power play. Like, you know, I don't know. I think that I still kind of like the Isles here in this series. I still think they're going to make it very competitive, especially when it gets back to the Island. Um, they're a tough team to beat there in that barn. And, uh, in terms of tonight, though, like I'm not, I'm not comfortable really backing the Islanders at this price. Um, you know, totals not really anything I I want a part of. There's just there's just nothing in this game that I kind of like. Uh, I do expect to see a little bit um, more from the Islanders, though. Like I, I honestly thought that there were some some positive signs. And again, like you know, when you have Elias Sorokin, um, you can at any given you know any given night you can win. Uh, win these games. So at these prices, it's not the worst thing to back. But yeah, I just I have literally nothing in this game that I care to bet. I just want to sit back and see uh, see how the Isles respond to that game one loss. Yeah, if if you like the Isles and haven't you know taken a, a stance with them, you, this now is your chance to do that. You can probably get a grab plus three hundred to plus three twenty for the series. Uh, that would be something I would recommend for me. I still have my lottery ticket alive. My forty eight to one that all the home teams win uh, games one through seven. So. Got a good start with that. I'm hoping that, that can continue. Uh, might even sprinkle a little bit with the draw, although you're not getting as much value on this number as you would with uh, some of the other games. You only see in between plus 310, plus 326. So, uh, you know, shop around, of course. But yeah, but, you know, usually you'd be, you know, looking for a plus 340, plus 350. I think a lot of people are betting this 
thinking that it's going to be another tight, you know, close game and probably could go past regulation. So if I had to bet something on this uh, individual game, that would be the look. But I'm just going to just keep kind of riding with my uh, future play. All right, so uh, we'll stay off that game with the Isles and uh, and Canes there. So we'll go to the next one here on the schedule. Looking at Florida-Boston. Um, obviously, Boston there, all the reports coming out that these guys had the stomach bug. Uh, was kind of running through the team dealing with that, and yet they still come out, look like they were in essentially cruise control and find a way to beat the Panthers 3-1 to one in game one there. Going up one nothing in the series. You're minus two thirty three at home tonight in game two. Uh, Alex B, is there anything that you would be looking at to play here? Would you be interested in getting behind a price? I mean, it's not like too expensive, but minus two thirty three on the Bruins at home in game two. I would take a side shot with them, uh, and if anything, like I said, this is another one. Maybe sprinkle a little bit on the draw because Florida's got to play a, a full sixty minute game here if they want to stand a chance in this series now. I've been very vocal. I believe Boston wins all four games here, so I I, I don't trust in that. Uh, so that would be the look if you do think Florida has a chance. But, uh, you know, the play I like here is the first period over. Uh, I grabbed that yesterday, one and a half minus a dollar thirty. Still get that within that same kind of range. Uh, like I said, I think Florida's going to have to, you know, press the tempo and try to match that intensity, match the, you know, they got to play like they did last year for at least 20 minutes. Uh, in, in order to kind of shift things their way. And then they can make the, the adjustments they want if they can at least try to get out with a lead or at least uh, a tie uh, in, in that first period. I think that's what's going to set the tone and momentum. So I do like goals here early. It's just a matter of is it going to be Boston running away with it and keeping the momentum from game one, or can Florida kind of match that intensity and they trade goals back and forth. But either way, I'm looking for the over one and a half. All right, over one and a half, a minus one twenty-four. There, we'll lock that in. A full unit on this. Yes, full unit. All right, and Moretto, any thoughts for you on this game? Well, let's hope that uh, it's Boston jumping out to a two nothing lead, and then there are no goals the rest of the way. Because I got, I'm on under six and a half <laughs> here. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, you look at this game. Bergeron's going to be back now, I guess, and uh, you've got like the Bruins just. Yeah, the, flat, the Panthers generated like some decent offense in that first game, but like then you've got Olmark to beat too. Um, and realistically, I expect a little bit of a, a better, you know, more solid team performance from Boston here just after everything they were dealing with in that first game. Um, yeah, I think that they're still under six and a half, sir. Yeah, like not like widely available now. If you could, um, you could play There's like minus two. 125 available here. Yeah, we Jack can do that. There's play. like I played it at minus one fifteen. Uh, minus one twenty five. We can we can lock that in. That's probably like as as short as I'd go though. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, you got Olmark on one side. Um, you know, Lion had a solid game. Boston just, I think, just one of these one of, one of these games where Boston just sort of controls it. Looks to just get this two nothing uh, series lead going back to Florida. Just sort of business business like performance from them. Um, I think the uh, six and a half is just a little bit too high for me. Okay. Um, I see here insight saying McDavid and Pasternak anytime goal parlay plus two sixty. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on this? I'm jumping in on some goal scores and and uh, and McDavid possibly bouncing back. I know we'll get to that game in his last game. We'll get to, but um, yeah, as we talked about the Bruins game and Pasternak here. Yeah, it's not a bad look, honestly. I mean, especially you're talking about you know guys that you're going to be you know almost laying a, certainly laying a price to back out of one of them individually. So. You know, tying those two together, that's not, not a terrible look. Yeah, I uh, I don't play too many goal scorer things. 
Um, yeah. I don't mind Bertuzzi to get a point tonight, though. I thought that line with him and Pasternak have been awesome since they've been playing together. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I so I, I I don't mind some some Bertuzzi stuff. However, you want to play that. I can see a bottom line guy chipping in for Boston tonight too, like a Garnet Hathaway or something. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like classic, you could say that like every awesome night, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't. I know you can't. Yeah. I think he he stands out in my head. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I just mean it with Boston <laughs> in the as soon as they get to the playoffs, it's like I feel like any night you could be like, yeah, the guy who could score the uh, the uh, game winner tonight would be uh, this guy, random guy, fourth line. He played six minutes, but he'll score the he'll score the game winner of two. Um. All right. Next game here on the schedule: Dallas, Minnesota. Gave us. A absolute an absolute marathon game the other night going to double overtime felt like Dallas was destined to win that one we joked about it yesterday on the show the fact that if you were listening to the commentary they declared Minnesota dead essentially the entire overtime and the entire second overtime uh, I don't know if you guys caught that at all but basically every single time that uh that they cut to camera break they kept saying if minnesota loses this game the series is over it was like well it's game one here and then minnesota finds a way to win double ot three to two um alex you're in minnesota there there's obviously uh you're probably right around feeling the vibes of the city well, can you talk to us a little bit about what's going on, what the what the energy is like in Minnesota there, and then kind of what you might be looking at in this game between Dallas and Minnesota tonight? Well, yeah, everyone's still hopeful, and and you're right. the The feeling would have been had they lost that game in double overtime that the series would have been over because it's it, like what we said with Toronto last night. You know, it's the same old story, and that's what everybody would have been saying around town. Here we go. You know, wild. You know, tough game, but then they find a way to lose it. Uh, so now in winning that game now and, 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 you know, shifting the home ice momentum, this is now an, an official series. And certainly with the animosity and, and you know, you've got the storylines built in now with the Pavelski injury, the, the dumb hit, uh, you know, it, it, this back and forth now. And it'll be interesting to see how things shape out in the first period. Uh, this is one where I'm probably going to be staying away from this game altogether. Once again, like I said, if you like Dallas tonight, now's your chance to try to jump in on the series price because you're getting plus 10, plus 115. Uh, that might be the way to, to roll with that. But uh, I can see this being a bit of a higher scoring game, so maybe a lean to the over. I know this has been a wild team that's tried to keep things low and slow of late, but I think Dallas is going to come out with that intensity early, and they're going to draw the fight out of Minnesota. I, you know, I, I did say this in the first period of the last game, but you know, you can tell it was that more of the feeling out process. Now these teams are acclimated. There's no more feeling out. It, it, it's it's balls to the wall back and forth. So uh, I might end up taking a shot with that over probably in game. Okay. Um, Moretto, and we all know you were on Dallas Heavy going in. If you follow Alex on Twitter there, you would have seen him tweeting ahead of time. If you were watching with us on Monday night on the Watch Along on the Hammer HQ, you would have felt the vibes that were going on. But uh, looking at this game here tonight, an opportunity to bounce back in the series, bounce back here. Betting-wise, what are you looking at tonight between Dallas and Minnesota? Yeah, I um, I was petrified after the first like period and a half of that game because – the stars just full on look like shit to, for being honest, like they scored a couple power play goals, but they looked really bad. They couldn't get anything going. Um, they turned it around big time. Like they, yeah. I don't know if they rallied around the Pavelski injury, what it was, but they absolutely dominated the wild third period, first overtime, second overtime um, had, you know, that, that the third period basically felt like an overtime too, just with tight game like that felt like, you know, next goal wins for, for quite a, uh, a long time there. And, 
I thought they had about 10 different chances to get that next goal. Um, the wild maybe had like one or two. So there were still some very encouraging signs. I'm not like, I'm definitely not hitting the panic button. I still thought Dallas looked very good. I think that they showed that just how much they can control the balance of play um, on a night to night basis in this series. Gustafson, you know, Gustafson played really well, but it wasn't just like Gustafson standing on his head. It was also, you know, puck hits the uh, hit inside of the post, you know, trickles across the goal line. Um, there was another crossbar later on, uh, you know, there's that stick save on an open net um, with Marchman. There were so many different chances that were like not necessarily Gustafson making the save to um, just, just couldn't really buy a bounce. I think they'll be fine ultimately in this series. In terms of tonight, I'm not really betting on anything on this game just yet. I think there's a lot of um, injury you have to kind of keep an eye out for right now still. We still don't know exactly who's playing in this game. So, yeah. like, is Pavelski going to play? Is Erickson, is Erickson Eck going to play? Um, there's no Art, way Pavelski gonna play. can play. There's it's no the playoffs, way baby. Play. It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. <laughs> oh my god! I know. I get it. But wow, the other um, ones, yeah, fair. The, the I don't know. All, by all accounts, like it sounds like Pavelski was doing really well after the game. Sounds like everything was fine. Wyatt Johnson lives with him. Was talking about him. He's like, yeah, like he's doing everything completely normal. Like everything was completely fine. Um, you know, he was a little woozy for a minute. Got those uh, old, uh, got those fingers legs. Am I holding up to yeah, yeah, you got you get the cocky, the cocky <laughs> legs under the cocky legs under you for a second, and now you uh, you know you recover. Uh, hopefully recovers. Uh, hopefully is a quick healer. But um, no, obviously don't want to rush him if he's not healthy. I'm not you know I'm not saying yeah. throw him out there, no, throw yeah. some dirt on it, whatever. But uh, there's a chance he plays. Like I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's yeah. playing. Whatever, there is a chance he plays tonight. Um, outside chance or not, Erickson Eck. I think there's a even less of a chance that he plays. Maybe that's just hopeful. But um, I don't know. He didn't skate uh, yesterday after skating on Saturday. So I think that he's still sort of they're, – they're not rushing him back quite yet. I think even though he made the trip, I think it's more likely he plays in maybe game three or four. Um, I'm sure Hartman's going to play. But, yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I, I still I still like the Stars in this series. Um, I still like the Stars tonight, but not something I'm comfortable betting right now. Yeah, I more meant the Pavelski in, like, disbelief. <laughs> like, after what we saw about him, we were watching that live was, like – I, I couldn't see that guy touching ice for, for at least a week, let alone playing game two. But uh, maybe he just goes Paul Korea <laughs> return to game and go hero yeah. mode on you out there. But never know. Um, we'll see what we'll see what happens here tonight. Uh, yeah, that injury news and stuff that to come out today will be interesting to follow. But final game we'll go to here before we wrap this one up, the Edmonton Oilers-LA Kings game. LA... Big comeback to close out the third period against Edmonton in game one there. Uh, Oilers fans not impressed, throwing things out on the ice. Just I was going to troll, try to troll Edmonton on Twitter and then decided not to because I was like, oh, karma is going to bite me, and then it's just, it didn't matter anyways, so I just let, let it be. But uh, throwing things on the ice there, and you, you lose an OT to the, to the Kings power play. At LA on the road there going up. One nothing in the series, winning 4-3. Now looking at prices here tonight, plus 203 on the Kings to get it done again on the road against Edmonton. Alex B., any thoughts for you between L.A. and Edmonton? Any way you'd want to play this one? Now, this is one where I will jump in on the first period puck line. I, I grabbed uh, the half a goal for, for the Edmonton Oilers at plus 125. Uh, this is definitely a spot where I think Edmonton's got to come out you know, firing, and, and you have to come out with an establish a big lead. Now, they did that in game one, meant nothing at the end when they blew it. Uh, so, but I, I think, you know, you have to keep the, the that pace and tempo up. You have to open that same kind of way. And then you have to find the, make the necessary adjustments to keep 
the pressure going into periods two and three. So it's basically I'm backing Edmonton to play better in this game overall, but I'm only trusting them to, you know, get out of the first 20 minutes with the lead. And then I can make adjustments from there. If I want to, you know, choose to back them, maybe I can grab something else in game. I can go to the other side and, and, and bet LA to come back in the same kind of uh, pattern as game one. Did, did my mic cut out or were you on mute? Yeah, we can't hear you. Yeah, we can't hear you, Zach. <laughs> Well, my okay. I uh, so for this Oilers game, <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at me like I'm crazy. Like I have two heads. I'm like, well, well what did I do here? Were you were you throwing to me? Um, but yeah, the Oilers tonight. Um, I do think they win this game. I'm not like we're dying to bet it at this price. Uh, they played well. Like honestly, like I, again, this is this is a situation where I'm not going to overreact to one game because um, yeah. I think that uh, I think that they did play. A, a, pretty good game in game one um they largely controlled the balance play things just sort of didn't quite go their way and then they obviously blew the game late um you know it is what it is uh i still think they'll be fine in this series it's going to be i always expected a hard-fought series um i expected a series was going to go seven games you know like i i like the Oilers to win the series i took the kings plus one and a half games it's just kind of the nature of it um it's going to be difficult for them i like the under here i think this is going to be a very tense game um very, very tense game. I like the under, you know, yeah, minus one six, one fifteen. It's good. Um, one thirteen, perfect. I uh I think it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be t- there weren't, you know, expected expected goals weren't exactly like the highest in that first game. Um Skinner played well, Corpus Hallow played well, uh, all things considered. I think that um I think that we're gonna see, you know, the Oilers like this is this is kind of a must win for them. You're not gonna go down two enough that we're gonna see them play a very structured game. Uh, very smart game, and um, I think again, six and a half is just a little bit too high for me. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't see it getting up there. Um, obviously, anyone who was on the under in that first game, like I was, uh, pretty crushing way to lose it with that very late goal. Um, hopefully, we don't have to deal with that again. That would be really nice. I'd, I'd rather not. Uh, I'd rather not sit through another, you know, twelve forty-five a.m. Uh, time goal. Yeah. That's like, all right, <laughs> I'm staying up till two tonight. Nice. <laughs> And I think, you know, I think a, a lower scoring game actually, you know, benefits Edmonton. You know, I think most people probably think, oh, if Edmonton's winning, it's going to be well over the total. No, not necessarily. I think I think for Edmonton to accomplish what they need to do, I think that, that uh, under would, would kind of suit them. Mm-hmm. All right. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Yes, we can. All right. I don't know what happened there. There, <laughs> there was nothing that happened. I literally just turned off mic and turned it back. Wes McCauley's fault. <laughs> yeah, I'm blaming Wes McCauley. He was out to get us. Um, all right, recap the picks here for today. So what we're looking for in the game, start, we've got two plays in Boston, Florida. We're looking at the under 6.5, minus 125, uh, and the over 1.5, minus 124 for the first period. So we're looking for uh, 2 nothing, and then that's it. Call it a day after the first period. We'll just run it out there. So that's under 6.5, minus 125, and over 1.5, minus 124 in the first period. Full unit on all of these, by the way, to anyone listening on podcast or just watching back later. And then the next picks that we have, we go another two picks here tonight in the Edmonton-LA Kings game. We're going to go under 6.5, minus 113, 
as well as Edmonton first period puck line, the minus 0.5 plus 135 in that first period. So that is under six and a half minus 113, as well as the first period puck line for Edmonton plus 135 full unit on all of these. Thank you to everyone who uh, tuned in here today. Greatly appreciate it. Alex, Alex, Thank you guys for doing this again here today. Uh, every Wednesday, the Alex Squared. So it's, uh, it's enjoyable other than when my brain at first when we start the show just flips back and forth and I have to remember to call you guys different things each time. But uh, thank you guys for the insight, the analysis. Appreciate it as always. Uh, good luck on your bets tonight. Hopefully things go in your favor and we can flip this one around, Moretto, for, uh, for Dallas, get them back on track. Need it. But, to everyone in the chat, appreciate you guys tuning in. Tomorrow morning, we will be live at 9 a.m. here on the Edgework channel. We will be going earlier tomorrow. So 9 a.m. back here with myself, So Money, and Rusty Bill. Come join us tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. on the Edgework channel. To everyone out there, see you guys tomorrow morning. Good luck on your bets tonight.